All right, Demotai, welcome. It's Erev Shabbat. The time is short. And we're learning Parashat Terumah. I don't choose the Parashiyot. If I was going to choose the Parashah, I might have taken a wild card this week and went to something easier. But we have to take them as they come. And the Parashat Terumah is... Like we said last night, no, no narrative, no stories in this parasha. It's all building. And uh, as you know, building is never easy. And uh, when you're reading these parashiyot, you're reading a lot about the furniture and the dimensions and the different way of uh, crafting them. Well, obviously, if the Torah spends so much ink on this stuff, it must be that it's important for us to, to delve into it. So... Last night we focused on the Aron, and we did a half-decent job, I think. <clears throat> I don't want anybody to think for a minute, just because we talked about it last night, that we've exhausted the whole topic by no means. So therefore, I'd like to revisit. I don't want anybody to say, oh, here he goes again, talking about the Aron. We did this last night. Why don't you move on to the next item? Out of respect to the Aron, which is the primary uh, item, it's the first item mentioned, so I'd like to go back and make some observations. First observation, if you noticed, ve'asu aron aseshitim. Ve'asu. Yeah, if you have a homash in front of you, you'll be able to appreciate these nuances. Ve'asu is plural. Compare that, for example, to the next vessel that's made, which is the shulchan, it says ve'asita, singular. Compare that to the next vessel, which is going to be the... Menorah, ve'asita, menorah. Why the plurality? So, two approaches on that. One approach is a orahim uh, kadosh that he comes along and says, because the Torah can only be fulfilled as a group effort. Because we have tariyag mitzvot, and no one single Jew can fulfill all Tariyag mitzvot. To get all the Tariyag banked, you need to have Kohanim, and you have to have Leviim, and you have to have Yisraelim, and then you have to, people that have to be in certain situations that these certain mitzvot, you know, uh, 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 exactly, you have to be a farmer in Israel, for Shemitah, etc. So that's why the Or HaMekadosh says the plurality. Va'asu Aron, the Aron which represents the Torah, is a group effort. When it comes to the practical approach, which the Lubavitcher Rebbe, Alev HaShalom, said, on why it says Ve'asu, he looked at it very, very practically. He said that the Aron had a covering. The covering of the Aron was called the Kaporet. And the Torah tells us that the Kaporet, its dimensions were two and a half by one and a half by one and a half. Now, two and a half ama is like five feet. So it's like five feet long, two feet, uh, um, you know, wide. It's a nice size. Uh, it's bigger than this table. This is more than five feet. So it's a big, uh, it's a big item, and it's made out of pure gold. And Rashi told us, if you remember, it's a tefah thick. So that's, a, that's called a slab. That's a heavy item. 
So you got to take that big cover and boom, you know, Balatashbi, God forbid, I was once in the cemetery in Haraminu Hot. I decided to go that day. I pushed it off for 10 days when I was in Israel. I told the Rebbe, you know what? We have to go. It was Erev Shabbat, like today. We went. We get there. And as we walk into the cemetery, I went to see my Rabbi, Alham Baruch, Shalom. We see five Arabs carrying a slab. Somebody's stone. And they're bringing it to the grave to drop it on. Turned out, it was the stone of Mr. Barry Sitt, Alava Shalom. Eddie Sitt, Ralphie Sitt, Ralph Towell's son-in-law. The whole event is 30 seconds. When they take it off the truck, they put it on the thing. And I was there for that moment. I said, hey, oh, let me, let me, let me, Mr. Tiff. Arabs do this mitzvah. So we went and we were able to help them put it on the thing. And I took videos. I sent it to Ralph. And they were going crazy. What are the odds that the rabbi was there at that moment when they put the slab on his father's, uh, everything's much wrong. Which means it's the credit of Mr. Sid. He deserved it. He deserved to have a Yehudi. So you're going to say, but there's no Yehudim there. But I was like, well, I had to get Yehudim there. And I'll get you a rabbi also that knew him and understands him. So therefore, Bari Olam is able to orchestrate all these things. That's why I told Sandra after, now I know why I was delaying going to the cemetery for 10 days. Hashem wanted us to go exactly that morning, at that moment. And if you miss one red light on the way to the cemetery, you miss this, this moment. It's done. So see, if we planned to be there at that time, we would have missed it. I'm only giving you that example. You know how heavy that slab is? That's why there's five Arabs carrying it. You can't carry that alone. It's very, very heavy. So, okay, that's made out of stone. This is gold. Gold is also a heavy item. So therefore the Lubavitch Rebbe says, practically, you need a lot of people to carry the slab in order to put it, put it on top. Very easy. No, uh, no, 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 uh, no Kabbalah on that. All right, now let's continue. Now it says, the measurements of the Aron, Amatayim Bachetzi Orko, two and a half Amma long, Amma Bachetzi Rohbo, one and a half wide, Vama Bachetzi Komato, and one and a half uh, tall. Ravhida over here makes a nice observation. Since we're talking about the Torah, he says the measurements over here are significant. You know, there's a Pasuk that says, that we pray every day that God should open our eyes. Because the secrets are all there. It's all in front of us. You know, a lot of times when you hear a Hiddush, then you look at the Pasuk and say, well, I can't believe it's right there. I don't, I don't know how I didn't, uh, I didn't see it before. I read this Pasuk so many times. It's like, it's, like a, it's, like a, it's like a lost object that Boreolam sometimes, hundred people walk by the object, they don't see it. But the guy that's supposed to see it, all of a sudden, his eyes open up, he sees a $100 bill on the floor in Penn Station. But everybody was walking by by it. Because Shem says the one that's supposed to get it is the one that's going to see it. You have to pray to God that you're the one that should be get to see it. Gal Enai, open my eyes, the Abita. And I should be able to see the secrets and the, the wonders of the Torah. That's in Yan of Gal Enai. Reveal, open. Uh, so the Hida writes, the Hida writes, if you look at the measurements, each amma we know is six tefahim. That's amma of the Torah, six tefahim. So two and a half amma would be six plus six plus three. So that's 15, uh, 15 tefahim. And then you have one and a half. So one and a half would be what? Nine. And you have one and a half by one and a half. So it's 
It's 15 by 9 by 9, which altogether equals 15 plus 9 plus 9? 33. 33. Rashi Tevot Gal. Therefore, he says, the measurements are the gematria of Gal. Why? Gal enai ve'abitat niflaot betonatecha. I could reveal and open, open my eyes. So even the measurements have a, uh, have a significant of that. Fine. Vitsipita oto zahav tahor. And now we're supposed to plate it. Gold. Mibayitu mechutz. And you're supposed to plate it in and out. Rashi comes along and tells us a big hidush over here that the story of the three boxes. If you don't read Rashi, you would know that from the text, you know, easily read. You need Rashi to come along and reveal to us there was three boxes which comprised the of the Aron. The middle box was wood, total wood, inside and out. And then they had a outer box. So when you dropped the wood box into this outer box, so that plated the wood box from the outside. Now the outside has gold. Understand? Because the uh, outer box, which was gold, is full gold. Gold on the inside, gold on the outside. So when you drop the wood box in the bigger box, on the outside, so now the inner wall of the uh, outer box is plating the outer wall of the inner box. Could not make that more complicated, but that's what it is. And then it says, you took another gold box and dropped it in. You dropped it in. Now what happens, the uh, outer uh, part of the box that you dropped in is going to plate the inner uh, wood of the wooden box. So therefore... Ultimately, through this system, the wooden box is plated on both sides. Now, I just want to ask you a simple question. This is a technical question. If you're not up to it, then just space out for a couple of minutes. But it's Kedai to be up to it because it's a big diuk over here. It's a diuk that they got on the Vilna made. So we have to give him the proper respect. They did it exactly like I told you. They took the wooden box and dropped it into the outer gold box. Which part of the wooden box got plated first? The inside or the outside? Inside. Very good. The outside. Again, they, they, took, they took... You know what? I'm, I'm going to use the advantage of cups. Could you bring me cups? Bring me those, those cups over there, uh, Joe. I see we need uh, show and tell over there because... It was a multiple choice A or B, and you got it wrong. It's a 50-50 on that one, and you messed up. See, that's easy. You had good odds, and you blew it. It's a 50-50, and you blew it. Yeah, it's even odds. Okay, here's, here's the middle box, okay? Here's the middle box. It's wood. So you need to plate it over here gold and here gold. So it's, and how are you going to do that? So what you did is you put this wooden box in a fully gold box first. So when you stuck it in, the inner part of this box plates the outer part of this box. So the outer part was plated first. Understand? Is this called bayit or chutz? Chutz. Good. Now you stuck another 
third vessel in, and the third vessel, when you stuck it in, the outer part of this vessel is going to plate the inner part, which is called bayit. So therefore, the plating took place mihutz umibayit. However, the pasuk says mibayit umihutz. That's the problem that the Gaon of Vilna raises. How could you come and tell it to me in the wrong order? Which means, once that she tells me how the boxes were placed, it's very simple. First was the chutz, and then was the bayit. But the pasuk says, mi bayit umi chutz Why would the Torah go out of its way to put it out of order? Says the Gaon of Vilna, it's not out of order, it's perfectly accurate. And it's based on a story. One time Rav Chaim Velazhin came along to the Gaon Mevilda and he asked him a question on a complicated piece of Zohar that he really couldn't understand to his fullest, uh, fullest capacity. So the Gaon Mevilda at that point revealed the secret to him. And he said like this, when it comes to understanding the pshat of the Torah, which is the, you know, the superficial, the entry-level understanding of the Torah, there you're able to plummet all the way to the end to get to the, to the depth of the pshat. We can handle that. We can start understanding the pshat, which we'll call the outer parts of the Torah, Pshat is the outer parts. It's the superficial parts. It's not the inner sanctum. It's the outer parts. You can understand the outer parts of the Torah all the way to the innermost levels. However, when it comes to studying the inner parts of the Torah, which is the Kabbalah, there you have to suffice to not be able to understand it fully because already it's beyond us. So therefore... I'll say it in the way the Gaon is going to say it. The outer parts of the Torah, which is the Pshat, you can study them all the way inside, all the way deep. But the inner parts of Torah, you're only able to study them on the outer level, but not all the way in. Understand how we're learning? Beautiful. Says the Gaon, your mistake in this pasuk when you learn me by it to mahuts is not talking me by it to mahuts of the wooden vessel. It's me by it to mahuts of the other two vessels that are doing the plating, not the vessel that's being plated, but the vessels that are plating. Now let's learn like that. Vitzipita otozahav tahor me by it. The first. Plating is done from the bayit, from the inside of the gold. And what is it plating? The outside. To teach you a lesson, when you study the outside parts of the Torah, you can go all the way in. The chutz, which is the pshat, is being plated by the pnim. To show you chutz, the pshat of the Torah, you're able to penetrate all the way pnim. But then it says, the third vessel that you put in, it is the chutz of the third vessel, of the gold vessel. That is plating the inner part. To teach you that when you study the inner parts of Torah, you'll only understand it 
on the outer levels. Exactly. The pinimiyut of the Torah can only be understood on the hitzoniyut level, whereas the hitzonit levels of the Torah can be studied on the pinimiyut levels. It's an incredible, amazing uh, uh, revelation of how the Gaon learns these pesukim. Now, what I'm going to do now probably was never done, huh? was never done in history, but there's always a first. And I like to say over a Hidush that was said over by the Balatanya. And now we know that the Balatanya was the, and the government villa didn't see eye to eye. Balatanya is the founder of Hasidut, and uh, government villa was the Mitnaged. These two tzaddikim that each one was great. Of course, time showed us that they were both obviously Elu Ve'elu Devre Elohim Hayim, but at the time there was a lot of, uh, what should we say? Uh, they didn't see eye to eye. That's the best way to say it. They go on in the Tanya. So now we're going to say, Osei Shalom and Roma. We're going to bring both of them to Dibur together. And I don't think anybody will have any uh, qualms about it. The Bala Tanya tells us something from the Arizal. Important. He says that there's two types of lights uh, that a person benefits when he does mitzvot and Torah. You'd be surprised. Torah and mitzvot have energy in them. They're not just a hollow act. When you do a mitzvah, it's like you're cracking open a nuclear bomb of some sort. And the energies of that mitzvah go on the person. You're not the same person before you do mitzvahs, if you do mitzvah. They even proved it today, not that I need them to prove it, with these cameras that they can see energies, and they see people wearing tefillin, have certain energies around them, when they take tefillin off, the energies disappear. Not that I need that uh, scientific proof, but there is definitely something to say that when a person does a mitzvah, now, Elliot, they're not going to catch that when you go to Florida on Monday in the TSA when you go through the security that if you just gave Siddhartha, hey, beep, that, that's the energy from the mitzvah. They don't have a, they can't, <coughs> they can't catch that. They're only looking for three ounces of water. So they got, they're too busy looking for important stuff. They don't look for mitzvah. Anyway, what happens is, what happens is, there's two types of orot, the Balatanya tells us from the Arizal. There's one that's called Or Makif. That's the or that is around the person. And then there's what's called or, um, or penimi. The or that is inside, the inner, inner or. Anyway, it's like this. That anytime a person does one of the mitzvot, so the mitzvot bring a person to what's called the makifin. The or makif. You should know that. You do a mitzvah, you got, you got, you're protected. You got a layer of protection around you. And that's a... Uh, a magin. <laughs> However, the mitzvot do not have the ability to bring into the person an or penimi, which is a real uh, or that's inside. There's only one mitzvah that can do that, and that's Talmud Torah. That's why it's Keneged Kulam. When a person studies Torah, he's putting the Torah inside of him. The Torah is or elyon, or ensof. And when you're learning it, you're attaching it to your brain. So therefore now the brain is encompassing the Torah. Your Torah is inside of me. And therefore, Torah gives you two benefits, says the Baalatanya. 
number one, it's, it's no less than another mitzvah. It gives you the or makif, but it also gives you the or pinimi. And that's the way he learns the pasuk over here when he says, uh, The significance of is teaching you not only the way they plated the uh, the uh, the Aron, but it's teaching you how it works. Torah is able to plate a person with the Orot, he also gets the bite, he gets the inner uh, Or, which is not afforded to by regular mitzvot. And that's the way he explains the Gemara and Berachot that we know, that uh, a person has to study Torah, a Tamid Hakam, called Tamid Hakam, She'en Tocho Kebaro, it says any Tamid Hakam that his inside and his outside are not the same, he's not a Tamid Hakam. And we always learn it, meaning it's not enough to have superficial Torah on the outside, you have to have it on the inside also. You're not Shemaim and so on and so forth. The guy can be very good on the outside, but his inside is corrupt. Then we have to be Tocho We call that genuine. You have to be pure. You don't want to knock on it and never say it's a hollow, hollow shell. You've got to be through and throughout. Like we're through and through. Genuine. Tocho Kebaro. But the Balatanya learns it differently based on this. Unfortunately, you have Tamidi Hakamim. But they study. But in order for the Or Pidimi to penetrate, it has to be a study of Ayun, where it enters his, his brain. When a person studies just reading superficially, he doesn't understand what he's reading, so it doesn't go in. So he's reading. But he, he comes out of the class, he has, no, he has no, no idea what was said. He gets credit, but he'll only get the Makifim. But when a person studies it and understands the question, the answer, the dashi, the sports questionnaire, he understands it. He has to apply wisdom. So then the Torah gets absorbed in him. So therefore he said, Kol tamid hakam, she'en tocho kevaro, that he doesn't have tocho, he doesn't have or pinimi, and he only has or makif, eno tamid hakam. Means he's not learning the way he's supposed to. You have to have the Two orot when you study today. You have to be willing to study in an analysis way, in a deep way, to get the makifim and to get the pinim. That's tocho kevaro. Eno Beautiful. Abotai, we didn't really get to the main event. I was waiting for Yankee Mai to come, but I guess he's not coming today. So we'll just have... Oh, here he is. Okay, he snuck in there. So now we will uh, continue our uh, discussion. This is where we begin. You can't perfect timing. Uh, and this, I need your help, Rabotai. This is learning. Peshuto shil mikra. just want to understand it. Aleph bet. I'm not, no tricks over here. V'yatsakta lo arbata be'od zahav. And you should cast in the Aron, or on the Aron, four tabaot. Tabaot are rings. The rings are made out of gold. And you will place them on the four pa'amotav. Ayin, last night's class, if you want to hear that. We'll go with Rashi, simply pa'amotav. He says, corners. Pa'amotav, Rashi's lashon is what? Ketargumo. Look at targum. Zivyate. Fine. Four, four rings on the four corners. Now, now I get stuck. Now, now I'm in trouble. 
So how many rings do we have so far? Four. Ushtet tabaot al saloha echat. And no, 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 go slow. Go slow, Doc. With all respect, it says and two rings on one side. Ushte and two rings. No, what do I mean? Are these the same rings or are these different rings? Oh, so we have a machloket. Oh, we have a machloket. Oh, so that she has to come along and fix this for me because to me it sounds like they're different because it says ushte. Ushte sounds like I told you about the four. Now, if it was like you, Doc, it should say, Shtetabaot on one side, Shtetabaot on the other. But it says, Ushte. So therefore, you might have thought that these are additional. That she says, Hasme karpas. Hen, hen, adalid, atabaot, shetupilata, mikra. They're the same four. Upirish licha, hekanayu. And it just tells you where to put them. Vehavav ze yeterahi. The vav is extra. So he's got to fix the vav. He's bothered. he got a problem, actually. So, no, you're right. But that's vav mosif. Very good. So that's a problem. If you can say vav mosif over here, then you got another four. So he says, you have to explain it like this. And two of the, and from the four, and two of them you'll put over here, and two of them you'll put over there. Ushtayim in you have to throw the word that And two from these you will put on this side, and two from these you'll put. You gotta squeeze it in. You gotta take out the pliers and the and the other tools. But okay, Pishutosu Mikrat, and she says that's the way we're learning the Pshat. And by the way, open up any legitimate Mishkan book that has pictures of the Mishkan, and you will see that they found that she for for Tabaot. Have a good day. Now we go to the Ibn Ezra. Ibn Ezra comes along and he says, Oh, he takes the sheet to task. He says, Ve'ot, ma ta'am lomar ushte tabe'ot za'av betosefet habav. If this was referring to the first four, just say two of them on this side, two of them on that side. That's the way people speak. That's the way I should speak. So Ibn Ezra is bothered with the Vav. And therefore he comes along and he blows up the whole shot and he says a new shot. Says there were some of my contemporaries, Shehvin said that understood. Ve'amar ki habadim ayu musamim ba'aron betabeot shehayu ala pa'amot, which means you had the the legs. He learns the Ibn Ezra's legs, so you had four tabaot. And in those four tabot you had the badim. But then he writes, When they needed to carry the aron, they removed the badim from the lower four, 
and they put it in the upper four. According to Ibn Ezra's colleagues, there was eight tabaot. There's the lower four, and there's the top four, as the Pasuk says. You should make arba tabaot zahab, venatana abavotab. Ushte tabaot, another two, another two. So there's the upper level, there's the lower level. So he says, when the Mishkan was settled, so they would put the poles in the lower level. And when they were, exactly, when they were about to travel, they took the Badim out, and they stuck it in the upper level. Comes the Ibn Ezra and says, V'chen katuf. <laughs> you have a proof to this. V'samu badav. In Bamidbar, when it talks about when they traveled with the Mishkan, it says, and they placed the Badim. What do you mean they placed the Badim? I thought you just told me that the Badim are always there. V'samu badav must mean that they took the Badim out of lower level Tabaot, the Samu, and they placed them in the upper level. That's the way the Hachme Dorosh Ibn Ezra want to say. He's not happy with that either because of Yossi Spielman's question. We want to congratulate him. He's as a uh, Simhan, his family, Baruch Hashem. Ulfi Dati, Shabadim, Ahar Shu Samu, Batabaot Ailyonot. Once you place the Badim in the upper Tabaot, uh, which the Ibn Ezra agrees that there was eight. But he just says, once you stick them in, lo misham, you can't remove them. So his opinion is there was eight, and they did not remove the Badim from the top level. Ah, you're going to ask a question. It says, Vesamu Badav. Ah, it says they placed the Badim. He says, uh, simple. Upirush v'samu badav ala kohanim. They placed it on the shoulders of the kohanim. <laughs> Who says v'samu badav means they placed the, badi, the badim in the tabaot? V'samu badav. Where did they place them? On the shoulders of the kohanim. What's the problem with that? Aye, aye. One second, aye. You're going to ask. So then what's the purpose of the lower tabaot? The lower tabaot did not serve any... Function, says the Ibn Ezra, Shifalim and the lower ones, it was decorative. What's the problem? We have a lot of things in the Mishkan, Zer Zahav and Tabaot and all this, Kaftorim, all these things are to make the uh, item pretty. So therefore, according to Ibn Ezra, you got to make your own Mishkan book, according to the Ibn Ezra. And you got to have a different picture of the Aron. The Aron did not have four, it had eight. And it also had four on top and four on the bottom. The Badim was on the top one and the bottom one was always empty. And last night we gave a difference also with the Ibn Ezra. So therefore, that settles that. Are we okay with this, Abu Dai? Just to understand Pshat in the, in the Pesukim. Now, let's continue. Okay, so you're going to make the badim, put them in gold, stick it in. And then the pasuk says, look at Tet Zayin. Aron, and you should place in the Aron et ha'edut, asher eten elecha. Put in the Aron the edut. What does that mean? The Torah. 
an empty Aron. Ela tells you what you're going to do with this thing. You have this Aron now, you made it very nice. Now you have to fill it up. So what do you fill it up with? The Edut, the testimony. What's the testimony? That she says, the Torah, the Luchot. Very nice. Next Pasuk, Yudzayin. Ve'asita Kaporet. We learned already what this is. The Kaporet is the, the cover. It's a haftahor, solid gold. Heavy, by the way, like we learned from the Rebbe. Now look at the next Pasuk, Yudchet. Now this we didn't talk about last night. I said we weren't in the, in the head to talk about the Kiruvim. Today I'll, I'll talk about it. Otherwise, Jacob's going to ask for his money back. So we'll talk about everything. Don't worry about it. I'm going to give you everything. And now you have to make two, all right, we'll call them cherubs, figurines. It's hammered. As she says, they had to actually put a lot of extra gold on the kaporet. Because the kaporet has to have gold for itself, and then it has to have enough gold to hammer out in order to... So, by the way, look how, look, look how heavy now the kaporet is, by the way. Back to the Rebbe. Kaporet is a very heavy because you've got to factor in the, uh, the, uh, the kirubim, which also made out of solid gold. What's the inyan of these kiruvim? What's the sword of the kiruvim? And the sword of the kiruvim that are on the kaporet. I mean, I got no problem. You want to put kiruvim, you could make figurines and put them like Shlomo did on the sides. You know how you drive by some people's houses there's lions in the front of the house, the big uh, lion. Uh, so you could put it one on one side, one on the other side, and figure it out. But for some reason it had to come from the kaporet itself. And what do these uh, figurines look like? A boy and a girl, like uh, children, the faces of children. What's the pshat over here? So I saw beautiful slot hamor that I must bring to your attention. We... Abraham Sabah, great rabbi from the Migurashim of Sfarad and Portugal. He kicked him out twice. And what was his revenge? He still wrote the book. They figured they're going to kick him out twice in two different countries, and he's not going to write the Sroda more. He said, you kicked me out four more times also, I'm still presenting the book to Klaise, and they weren't able to beat him. He, he, he beat them all, we're still reading his book. And where, and where, 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 where are his oppressors? <laughs> Nowhere, we're still mentioning... Rabbi Abraham Sabah stood the test of time, his oppressors did not. So it says over here, It's very interesting. So what's the sword of the kaporet? I found this as well in Rabbi Bahya. He says, Kaporet, Lefi shehi kapara lechol toldotam. Ah. Remember last night we talked about etymology, root of words? Why is a covering called a kaporet? Uh, covering a lid to a pot. Kisui. But a kaporet? So he says, oh, because this kaporet over here has kapara elements to it. It has elements of atonement. Why? So he says, because what is it covering? It's covering the Torah. And we have a tradition that if a person wants to get full teshuvah, 
Teshuvah can only come through the study of the Torah. Like we say in the Amidah, Hashivenu avinu letoratecha, vekarevenu malkenu laavodatecha, vahazirenu betshuvah shirema. Before Teshuvah shirema enters, you have to have Torah. For the simple reason, says Abinu Bahya. Velo amaaris hasid. How could you make Teshuvah if you don't know what, 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 what's, what's incumbent upon you? What, what, what's, what's your obligations? So therefore he says, the Torah specifically makes a box with the Torah in it and with Kapara on top telling you that the way to reach Kapara is study the contents within. Evantem? Good. So he says, Ulfi sheyadua he says, listen, the Torah was created for it to learn. Some of our members think that the Torah was created so you can dance with it on Rosh Hashanah. It's a dancing partner. Simchat Torah. You make a little waltz with the Sefer Torah, like the Stanley Cup they have deal, and then you put it back in the, uh, in the, uh, in the closet and see you next year. No, it's not, it's not what the Torah is for, just for doing the, uh, the polka. kol adam The problem is, not everybody can learn all day long. You got to go to work, got to make uh, guilt. Except, Zulati tinokot shel bet You know who has the time to learn? The kids. The kids that don't have to go to work. The kids don't have responsibility of the family. The children have what's called a lot of time on their hands. And that time is to be used to learn. Not only that, they have the koah. You know, you get an old timer like us, you sit down by the Gemara, ready, open the book, you start yawning. You didn't, didn't say one word yet. I got to get a coffee, get me a coffee. And then you have over here the kids, they have stamina. Kids just down, he's four o'clock, he's learning ten hours, he's still rearing to go. We said that even, no problem. So he says, God gave the Torah, it's a, it's a, it's a big, big gift he's giving us, it's a big uh, 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 item, but the Olam wanted, understandably, guarantors. So I'm giving you an item, I expect you to learn it every day, I want guarantors. Now, we couldn't guarantee it, the adults, because we said we cannot guarantee that we're going to have time to learn all day long. But we're going to have our children co-sign for us, which is an amazing thing that never happened in history, that the kid co-signs for his father. Normally, the father co-signs for the kid. The kid doesn't have credit. So when the kid wants to buy a house, the dad, listen, the bank doesn't want to lend me any money. Sign your name, just in case. So the father co-signs. Here... The parents came to the kids and said, listen, we're in trouble. God doesn't want to give us the Torah here. The bank doesn't want to release the goods. So that it's a sign. We, we, we can't sign it. We, we, we will not be able to back up our, our signature because the signature basically says we need full-time learning because that's what the book is for and we, we know we can't do it. But you, the children of Israel, you... Capable of, so the kids co-sign for their parents. It's an amazing yesod. That's why Tino Kotchel bit the the key. God, we wouldn't have gotten the Torah if it wasn't for the kids. 
So the next time on a Sunday morning when you hear the the yeshiva, the kids learning and the the Torahs, you know, uh, uh, wafting out of the window, even if it's four below zero, open the window so you can hear it. Because that moment over there when the kids are learning Torah is the moment that's the, which means that's the guarantor telling God we're making good, we're making good. We close the school on a Sunday. Close the school on the Sunday. Basically, that's the adults, the adults, because the kid doesn't know anything. The, the adults, they control the, uh, whether the school opens or not. That's the adult telling the guarantor, we don't need you. But who are they putting in trouble? They're not putting the kid in trouble. They're putting themselves in trouble because now the bank's going to come after them. And the bank's going to say, well, where's the guarantor? We didn't hear any Torah on Sunday. Well, we closed it. Okay, good. Now you pay. Now you, and you can't pay because you're going to work seven days or six days. So therefore, dangerous, uh, and always, whenever you, whenever you push the guarantor out, you rip up the document. Because from the, from the mouth of babes, as it says, we establish the Torah. It's only the kids' Torah that breaks all the Gezerot. Like it says, To break and to suspend any enemies and, uh, and, 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 and revengers. And the Pasuk says, The soft tongue of the Tinokot breaks a bone. What does it mean, Teshaber Garem? Says the Stonamot, Teshaber Otiyot, Tinokot Shel Bet Rabban, Garem Gezerot Raot Mebatlim. Teshaber Garem, Tinokot Shel Bet Rabban, Gezerot Raot Mebatlim. That's his derash. So that's why it says, when you're building the Aron, you better put the guarantors right there. So that's the Kirubim. The Kirubim are the children. Olam says, put the kids right there because they're the ones that guarantee that this Torah over here will remain. And they're the protectors of Kla Yisrael. That's an amazing point. V'lachem. Same, the same one. Well, no, there were ten. Ten to Fahimai. Ten. Was it three? Was it No, it was wings. It was two wings coming out. So Chichim began for him. Oh, Hazagbaruch! They all ask this question. This is the famous question <laughs> because God said to do it. That's the only difference. Why is this? Why is this not an egel? This is this is called kosher egel, like kosher bacon. It's kosher egel because God said to do it. Because God said to do it. Finish. That's the answer to this question. It, it, the answer is because it was sanctioned. And if, if God told to build an egel, the egel would have been also okay. Now He says, based on this. He answers a question that we raised last night in the Shi'ud. Now we're going to give a different answer. Boy, you raised a lot of things last night. Oh, oh you weren't there to interrupt, so we're able to get something done. <laughs> we were able to do something. So now, if you look at Pasuk, if you look at Pasuk Chaf Aleph by us, Venatata et kaporet ala arom melemala, and place the kaporet on the. Uh, on the Aaron, Aaron and don't forget to put the uh, the luchot and the Torah in it. Now she says, "You told me that already. You told me that in the beginning on Pasuk Tetzayin. Put the edut in the Aaron. Why does it have to repeat it again? 
So that she says what he says. Says the Surah Amor. Velachen Chazar Lomar. Venatata et kaporet ala Aaron melemala veel Aaron titenet aedut. Shia Torah lehorot. Sheachar shiwa kirubim asuim bekaporet. That after you make the kirubim that's placed on the kaporet, yitena edut ba'aron. Then put the edut in the aron, velo kodem lachen. Because first you have to make sure you have the guarantors in place. Therefore, make the kaporet with the kirubim. Exactly. Until the guarantors are in. Once already you make the kaporet with the kirubim, now the Torah says, all right, now put the Torah in. But I'm not making it until I see those kirubim. That's what he's saying, the reason why the Torah says it over here. And that's what, if you look at the pasuk, it's, 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 it's correct. Which means that you should, according to the way we're learning it now, it's that you should make the uh, uh, kaporet, prepare the kaporet, and then what? Then put the Torah in. Because the whole Torah is really for the kirubim. That's the... The way he's understanding it. No. Bediuk. Bediuk. Does not contradict Rashi. Exactly. Very good. He says, Finish the kirubim. Make sure you finish the kirubim. Don't, don't, don't put the Torah in the Aron and say, oh, we've got to make the kirubim now. No, no, no. Too late. That, that, that's the bank giving the loan before you sign. Not going to do that. Therefore, make the kirubim, and once the kirubim are there, now put that on. Very nice pshat. Gorgeous. Now, Rabotai, we get to the last uh, element of today's dira. Uh, we said a lot, a lot of tidbits here. But here we have an issue. The issue is, the issue is, oh, Yossi left. This is an issue brought down by the Kirim Shilomo, which was the Previous Baba of a Rebbe. Right? Actually, the previous, previous. The previous was the Kiddushat Siyon. And then the Kiddushat Siyon's father, or uncle, or cousin. Who, no, the one that we have now, we know. Took the one before this. And then. And where was the Kiddushat Siyon before him? Good. So Kiddushat Siyon's the top of the line, and they went right, that's Siyon. And then they went down to Kiddush Shalom, and then they have the rabbis that are here today. Okay, fine. This is for Kiddush Shalom. I'm not Bubba's. I don't know the whole... Uh, don't, don't hold me uh, by it. Yes, he's our official Bubba representative. He'll give us the whole line of who the Kerem Shalomo was, who the Kerem Shatsiyon was, when they lived, what they did. I can just tell you what they said. So now, the Kerem Shalomo gave the following, Hadush in this week's Berasha. He raised the problem. He raised the problem. His problem is between two Pesukim. Pasuk 16. Uh, let me just make sure I'm right. No, Pasuk. Um, pasuk Aron. Pasuk. Pasuk, yeah, Pasuk 16 and Pasuk 21 was the issue. In Pasuk 16, it says, Vinatata el Aaron, 
place in the Aron, etaidut asher eten elecha. Sounds like what? Just put the Torah in. Where's the kaporet? I don't know where the kaporet is. No, no mention of the kaporet. It sounds like over here, it sounds like put the Torah in, and then we'll deal with the kaporet. Just don't say anything about the kaporet. But if you look at Pasuk 21, at least what it sounds like, if you read it straight, place the kaporet, and then it says, and then put the Torah in. So he's questioning, hey, what, what, what's, what's the order? Is it Torah, then kaporet, or is it kaporet, then Torah? Now, we know what Rashi said over here, but Rashi's telling us in this pasuk, the Kedem Shul saying, but what about the other pasuk? What do you do with the other pasuk? The other pasuk sounds like, not like that. Listen to the, the, the observation he's making. And really the question is, like we asked last night, forgive me for mentioning last night again, but we mentioned last night, what's the difference? What is the big deal when you put the Torah in? Whether you put it in before the Kapoor, or after Kapoor, it sounds like it's a, it's a detail that really shouldn't make such a big difference, whichever way. The main thing is yeah, you get it in there. You put it before you cover the book. Which, huh? The Kapoor is the covering. It comes off. Kapoor is a lid. Heavy lid, but it comes off. So that's the question of Kedem Shalom. He says over here, a very, very strong Hadush. And he says like this. He says, there's, and I made a copy of it, there's a, there's a Ba'eretev in Siman Tafkuf Ayin Aleph. You think this is from the Arizal, but this is every every set of Mishnah Berurah that we have. This is there, so nobody should say oh, Kabbalah, Kabbalah. It's, it's right there. It's in Tavkuf Ayin Aleph Ayin Sham, where he writes, Veda, Shekola Maasim Sheadam Oseh. Avera, Shelomed Beotor Rasha. Baborotenu Arabim, Mosif Kawah Bekelipa, Adj Tazor Betruva, Motsia Mekelipa. He says, when a person studies Torah and does mitzvot when he's Rasha, all the energy which we talked about earlier, the Or Makif, the Or Pedimir, all that stuff goes right to the Kelipot. Why? Because he's studying Torah when he's in Hashem. Until he makes Teshuvah. That's a scary thing. Now, I don't know what Avirah make a person in Hashem or not. Is it every Avirah? Is it not every Avirah? But it's quite possible that a person has in his, uh, in his repertoire some Avirah that qualify him to be in Hashem, God forbid. And this rabbi is telling you, so therefore, it's a one-way one ticket. All the energy that you're creating, psh, you're feeding the kilipa. Ul rasha amar, malicha l'saper hukai. What are you speaking my uh, words for? Where should I speak my words? But the sadde barai alpicha. What are you saying the bread Torah for? So you can give it to the sitra ara? Go, go, go to school, yeah. Go, 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 go play softball. You'll be better off. But if he's not rasha, why do you learn Torah? But I had an impact on that. All right, so you assume that everybody in the shul that comes to learn Torah is a perfect Sadiq. 
And none, none of us in this room have any averot. Very good. So that's a, you're, you're a beautiful guy, gullible guy, gullible guy. Every guy that comes to class must be a Sadiq Gamur. What was he learning Torah for? Rasha, I don't mean he's a bank robber and a, and a, and a, and a villain. Meaning, a guy uh, after the class. I'm not worried about in the class. I wonder what he's there after the class. That's what I'm worried about. Then he comes back from Manhattan to learn Halzaka before. Or even before. Look at that. I didn't suspect before. It was also before. Okay, look at that. So now, so now, so he says it's, it's a big problem. Because we also know, on the other hand, that the books bring down that the greatest tikkun for all Averot, learn. That's the big tikkun. We're now in Shovavim. We're closing out the Shovavim. The Sadiqim write the best tikkun for Shovavim, sit five hours straight and learn uninterrupted. Big tikkun for the, for the Averot. Do this, do that, five hours uninterrupted. That's a big tikkun. We did it for you know, a few years in the, in the show. That was used to be our tikkun. There we go. There we go. So you see over here, you see over here, a contradiction. And really, what are you going to tell the guy? Make the shuvah before he learns. Uh, the shuvah is a long, long process. The guy's uh, taking years maybe to make the shuvah the proper. So how do you, how do you reconcile this? We're, are we only going to allow guys in the yeshiva that are tzaddikim? This was, by the way, the mahloket between Rabban Gamliel and Rabbi Azam and Azariah. Rabban Gamliel held, hey, listen, that's a beferush ba'iratev. You know, he knows what it says in the books. I cannot have a guy that's going to come in that has a cell phone and the guy is still, uh, you know what I mean, with this and with that, and he has this in his head. I'm not interested in that guy. I'm not interested in Rabban Gamliel Yeshiva that all the Torah is going to go to Tzadah Either you're in or you're out. And according to the being, you got to be inside out. You got to be both. He had a different approach. What was his approach? Listen, as long as the guy's not a bad influence on the other guys, he's not a hot, he's not your of am. Exactly, not selling drugs. But today, today it's legal, so I don't know if that's a problem. But the point is. Uh, he, he's not a bad influence on the other kids. He's got some hang-ups. Okay, but he's got hang-ups. Rabbi opinion was, let him in. Laissez-faire. Open-door policy. Why? His theory was, even though the tocho is weak, but we'll work on him from outside in. The Torah will work from the outside and somehow, like the Gemara says, Halbay uti azebu v'torati shamaru or shebam ma'azira lemutav. There's something called Or Torah. And Or Torah has an ability to, to change people. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Many years ago, uh, I, I was... Uh, uh, I went to the Mashkiah of the Mir Yeshiva of Erlanga. And I said, there's uh, some guys here in the shul. The time is 30 years ago. They, you know, they're just starting off. And I know they're not involved in the best things and... And I know I can get them to come to learn one night a week, but I, I, I cannot guarantee what they do in the other nights of the week. Am I wasting my time? Goes, no, 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 no. Not at all. They're going to give you one night? I'm looking like the man Hey, come on when they're ready. Let them come to the rabbi with a hat on and a white shirt and some dandruff, and I'm ready to teach them. But until then, till then, uh, I'm not ready. 
So they want to go play cards five nights a week and go to the, uh, you know, to the Sitra Chara. And one night a week, they're going to give the rabbi, you know, do me a favor and learn. But Erlanger said, you're going to see from that one night, it's going to turn into every night, every day. Every, they're not going to leave you alone, these guys. Sure enough, we started to learn one night a week. Didn't take too much longer. Acham, we love this stuff. Have another night for us. For another night, another night, another night, and before you know it, Dafyomi, Shas, and the rest is history. So, there's two approaches. The Ban Gamaliel's approach, and the Biazab and Azirah's approach. But what do we do with this Be'eretev over here? Be'eretev telling you, after all said and done, still, when a person learns, all this Torah is going to go to Sa'atra. Sounds like he's taking the Ban Gamaliel. No, as a matter of fact, he had a dream. He had a dream, and the dream confirmed it, but they said the dream was only to make him feel good. Really, we hold like Rabbi Lazar Azariah. The Mishnah Perkevot says, Amidu Tamidim Harbeh. From there, the Bartenura says, That's a psak like Rabbi Lazar Azariah. You let everybody in. Amidu Tamidim Harbeh. Let everybody in. That's, a, that's, that's, that's not just advice, that's a psak. Amidu Tamidim Harbeh. Do not uh, uh, have a strict entry policy. So says the Baba Virabi. This was the Mahloket between Yosef Sadiq and Yaakov Avinu. Okay, that's a nice Mahloket. It's good Mahloket. Two, two, the two greats, Yaakov and Yosef, have an argument. Where was this argument manifest when Yosef brought in Menashe and Ephraim to get the Beracha? So we all know the Mahloket. Yosef felt Menashe first, then Ephraim. And Yaakov Abinu said, No, you got it wrong. Ephraim, then Menashe. What's the Mahloket? He says. He says, There was a Mahloket in philosophy. What's the approach in Abu Hashem? Menashe means what? To forget. Nashani, Menashe. Ephraim means Lefrot. We could say that Menashe is Surmera. Forget the bad that you did. Get rid of the bad. And Ephraim is what? Asetov. Peru. Be fruitful. Yosef held first Minashe and then Ephraim. First you got to make a full teshubah. Erase and delete your history. Erase your past. Whatever you did. Minashe, delete. It's over. Now Ephraim. Sur merah like it says. And then Ba'asetov. That's the only way you can do it. Because otherwise, Setra hara, kalipan, you're done. Yaakov Abinu come along and he makes the switcheroo. Because he saw the future of the people. He says, Yadati bini Yadati. For guys like you, Yosef, you can do Menasheh that Ephraim. But I see the long haul, and I see what you see, and I see what you don't see. And I see that if you're going to have your derech, it's not going to be too rough for people. Tell a guy, I can't come to Yeshiv unless he's a Sadiq already. Therefore, we're going to have a different approach we're going to create. And that's why he creates the approach. That there's going to be a possibility that Ephraim can come before Menashe. That you tell the guy, Asetov. Just Asetov. And through the Asetov, the Ra will dissipate. It'll happen to Mela. I can get rid of the dark by turning on the lights. Satmina or Therefore, Ephraim comes first. I, I'm not neglecting the sins. No, Menashe will come. 
Menashe clearly, Yosef uh, uh, was saying to his father, Ki Menashe Bechor. Menashe has to come first. And he says, no, no, I know he's the Bechor. But not always does the Bechor have to come first. Because if you're going to go with the Bechor first, you might not never get to the Sa'ir. Therefore, you tell the people, just go to yeshiva, go learn. Ah, you're not perfect 100%. So that's the two, two, two opinions. So listen to what the Rebbe said here. He said, there's two types of teshuvah. There's the thorough teshuvah that, you know, gets the sin out with all its tikkunim, like the Arizal says. And then there's the teshuvah, the hatati avidi bashati, which is also a teshuvah. Now don't, don't minimize when a person says hatati avidi bashati. The Gemara says in Kiddushin that if a person says Rasha Gamur and he says to a girl, it says even if he was a Rasha all his life, you have to suspect that maybe he is a Sadiq at that moment because he made Hirur Teshuvah. Just, just like that. Now, the Baba Rabbi says, hold it. It's enough to have Hirur Teshuvah, to have thoughts of regret that you're a Sadiq, but that does not mean you don't need to make the Tikkunim on the Averot. Understand? You could sadiq. Okay, good. Which means you're on the right path. But you, so he says like this. He says both statements are correct. When a person sits down to learn Torah, he has averot. Before he sits down, he should have hiruret teshuvah. Hiruret But that means you have to fast two hundred and fifty-three days. You got to go to the big bed. You got to sleep in the snow. But that aside, we know he didn't make all the tikkunim yet. At least start the process of making harata even behirhur, which is a great idea. Before you sit down and learn, but I regret. Now start to learn. By making that irhur, he says, you're not, the kilipah's away. If you're, not, you're not giving your stuff to the kilipah. Now start to learn, and through the learning, that'll make all the tikkunim for you. The learning will, will take care of all the fasting you should have done, will take care of all the rolling in the snow you were supposed to do, all the ice mikvaot. The chesed ve'emet yichupar avon. Torah is the best tikkun for Averot. That's what I just told you. If somebody comes over and says, I want to make tikkunim, I want to go over here and sleep on the floor, and they said they roll in the snow and then put nails in my body and then uh, uh, gouge my, uh, my eyeballs out. So what do you want from me? So I did it already, now I want to know what's next. No. Just learn, just learn Torah. The Torah is the cure-all. I, I have proofs from this from Rav Hida. We did this once in the Dirashal, Ayin Cham. The Hida writes clearly. The best tikkun for all this, just learn. Open a book and learn. And that's the biggest tikkun you can make. So they were both are correct. So now it says the Baba Rabbi Gorgeous. What comes first? Torah or kapara. So in the first pasuk, the pasuk comes along and says what? Put the Torah in, no mention of the kapora. Forget about kapara. Forget about tikkunim. Just learn. The main thing, kapora is kapara. What comes first? Should I deal with the kapara elements? If you're going to be dealing with the kapara elements, you're never going to get to the learning. If that's going to be the policy that they're not going to let you in, the Rashid will say, listen, show me your vaccine, vaccine card first. That's the first thing, because you have to have a vaccine card. And that you took the booster and the booster booster and all that. 
and then show me that you have a sadiqad, that you made kaparad, you did all the tikkunim. The yeshiva will have three guys, they're not going to have a zimun. Huh? Kaparad is too heavy. heavy, as we know. It's a heavy, heavy burden, kaparad. So therefore, so what do they tell you? They tell you, let's learn. What about kapara? And that's why in the second pasuk, once you put the Torah in, now it says, put the kapara, put the... Then the kapara will come. The kapara will come, will come after. So first there's a Torah without kapara, and then there's a Torah that will lead you to the... To the kapara. So, so it's, it's both correct. The pesukim are amiduyak. Once you start learning, now the kapara will be first. Because the kapara already will be done through the learning of the... But don't wait. Don't wait for tikkunim. Don't wait for all these things. Just come on. The guy should say, oh, I'm not that to learn. And that's the bi'azab. And that's the beauty that they learned this whole mahluk at the from this. And ultimately, who wins the argument of bi'azab and azariah? Although the Gemara says... 700 benches were added to the yeshiva that day. The reason why they say benches is because <laughs> the, the, basically the guys that came to the yeshiva that day were bench warmers. They weren't, uh, you know, they weren't anything, they weren't anything special. <laughs> I heard once from my Pinhasi, he said, the guys who study L'Shem Shamaim don't care about where they sit. Once the guys who come in, hey, where, where am I sitting? Now, now I had to deal with benches. You know, a guy comes to yeshiva wants to learn, he'll learn standing, I don't care. But if you're a spoiled guy, you know, they want to know what time's lunch, where's my dorm, where's my mattress, where's my seat? So they had to add benches now to the yeshiva for all these spoiled guys that came in. But guess what? Guess what? He was right. At the end of the day, getting rid of the Shemitah Peta was the key. So that's a great lesson that the Rebbe teaches us from this over here. It must start from Torah. But ultimately, by starting with Torah, it'll ultimately lead that'll bring you to the Kapoor. Amen. Amen.